You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 192. In this episode, I talk about how you need to speak your mind, even if your voice shakes. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today's episode is about the importance of speaking up and standing for your values because it repels the wrong people, and attracts the right people to you. And you'll find it easier to connect with your ideal client and build your business. Are you ready to create a lifestyle business from your passion? Get free access to the seven stages of a profitable online business by going to signal.com forward slash 192. There you also find the show notes of this episode. Maggie Kuhn, an American activist, said these wise words. Stand before the people you fear and speak your mind, even if your voice shakes. It takes courage to speak up and stand for your values, but when you do, the reward is immense. The reward is not always immediate, and in the short term, it may hurt, but in the long term, it always pays off. Just over 10 years ago, I was a CEO of a web software company. We had just gone through a sale and a merger, and I went from running a 20-people company to a 43-people company. My role as a CEO was to make sure the merger would go smoothly, which means it was important we wouldn't lose any employees when the merger was going through, and I would continue to grow the company. Through the merger, I got a new board, and initially I was optimistic that we would be able to work together. But quickly, I realized that the board was not planning to let me run the business without daily interference. It started harmlessly with pizza. Yes, with pizza. We have had the tradition for several years in the company I was running before to have pizza on Wednesday for lunch. Uh, One of the reasons was to bring in employees that worked at clients' offices and had no reason to come into our offices, maybe for the whole week and maybe many weeks in a row. So we created this tradition of having pizza on Wednesdays. And even though they could go to the client's office restaurant and get great lunch, my employees chose to come into the office and have pizza together with their work colleagues. So this tradition had become quite important to us. So when my board told me that we couldn't have pizza on Wednesdays, I raised an eyebrow to pull it mildly and started to, yeah, let's not say I'm having an argument, but negotiate and figure out what I could do to keep this tradition. Well, their argument was that we already had a restaurant in-house. So why buy pizza? That didn't make any sense to them. But I explained why it was so important 
to have this tradition and keep this tradition alive, especially if you wanted to make sure employees wouldn't leave us in the middle of the merger. We went back and forth on this and I said, I can't believe you're arguing this. Is it about the money? No, not really. Bah, 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 bah. And of course, it couldn't be about the money because we were having over 20% profit. I was growing the company 40% every year. No, it was not about the money. It was about, well, maybe saving some costs, yes, and using the restaurant they already had in-house. But after some back and forth, they finally relented. We could keep the pizza on Wednesdays. Now, the next thing was soda. Also, to keep my young employees, young, you know, 23, 24, 25-year-olds happy, I had free soda. Many companies offer coffee and water for free. Now, water is typically for free. Coffee is typically for free too, but soda wasn't. But when you have a young workforce, soda is even more important than coffee. So we started to offer free soda. No, my board didn't want that. That was too expensive. And again, I didn't see the point of why we would take this away, something that people were used to getting for free. It's never good to take something away from people that they're used to. But the board was quite strict on this one. They were not going to give in like with the pizza. No, they were going to put up automatic stands so people could get soda, but they had to pay for it. It was not going to be free anymore. So I lost that battle. But when the third battle came along, and probably there were more, but there are three in my memory after 10 years, it was about the work contracts. I had simple work contracts with all my employees. It was one and a half page long, and the rest was based on the most popular union in Iceland. And if there was anything not mentioned in the contract, we would go after the union contract. And sometimes I wasn't super happy as a CEO when if I had to do something that I didn't expect. But overall, it was a win-win situation. The employees were happy with their simple work contracts and otherwise we referred to the union contract. And... For me as a CEO, it was easy to write up these contracts and basically it was not a hassle and everybody was happy. No, the board handed me over a 10-page work contract where I should go to every single employee, 43 employees, and have them sign the new work contract. Now, there was no reference to the union, so everything was basically in the contract, 10 pages in legalese speak, which nobody likes. And not just that, it was not just the new work contracts that I was unhappy with, but I had to convince people to agree to work 40 hours a week instead of the 37 and a half that were in the contracts already. And I put my foot down and said, no, this is unacceptable for my employees. This is not how you treat loyal and good employees. You don't ask them to sign a new contract that has worse conditions for them and protects the companies better. That didn't make any sense to me. 
Well, they were not going to let me get away with this, but I said no. And I remember this period very clearly. I was so strong in my opinion, protecting my employees because I've always had the opinion employees first, customer seconds, and shareholders, they may be number three. Because if you do not treat your employees well, you're not going to have happy customers either, and the shareholders aren't going to be happy either. So in the end, everybody would lose. But my board or the people on the board were short-sighted. They were going for the quick win. And there are many bad stories I can tell you about that, but let's stick to this subject matter. I took this very seriously. I felt somebody was asking me to compromise on my basic fundamental values of what I believe is the decent and fair thing to do. And I stopped sleeping. I couldn't eat anymore. I lost several kilos because this went on for a few months. And I kept on putting my foot down and say, I will not have my employees get worse contracts than they have now. I uh, was seeking some advice what to do in this situation. And the basic advice was that I had to get out. I could not work for a board that treated the CEO like that and employees even worse. And I actually countered the board once we had a meeting and I said, did you really want to hire a CEO? Or did you just want to hire a puppet that does everything you ask them to do? <gasps> of course we wanted to hire a CEO. I said, I don't think you wanted to hire a CEO because I am a CEO, I'm an experienced CEO, and I know what's the best for the company. And you are asking me to do something that will ruin this company. The only thing that I could do in the situation I knew was to get out. I had some holiday and this was end of the year, and I decided to take two weeks holiday in December, which is quite unusual, but uh, it was also at the same time I was studying at London Business School, so we had a study trip to go to, to China, and I had signed up for that trip, and I added another week holiday to get away from the situation and see if maybe they would just fire with me. And I come back, and it's Christmas, and the first work day, it's actually between Christmas and New Year, and I go into the office, and of course, the board calls me immediately to a meeting and tells me that I'm fired. And what a relief. I have never been so happy to be fired in my life. I had a very good work contract, so basically they had to pay me a salary for the next six months. But more importantly, I had stood by myself for my values. In the short term, it did hurt me to lose my job because uh, it took me quite a long time to find a new job. But in the long term, I earned respect. I earned respect for myself. You see, over 10 years later, I'm talking about this on my podcast, that I'm very proud of myself to have spoken my mind, even if my voice was shaking. And I earned the respect of the employees, especially those who knew what I was doing for them. And I do also believe that I earned the respect of the board, even though they chose 
to get rid of me. So the question is, what have I done in my current business to speak up, even if my voice is shaking? Well, lately I have felt the need to voice a stronger opinion than I did maybe when I started my business. And maybe that comes with uh, confidence, confidence in myself, confidence in my business. And maybe just things have come up that have had a feeling that I need to say something. You know, there may be periods in your lives where there's no need to speak up in a, in a strong way if there's nothing to talk about. But when you have a strong opinion, people do pay attention. So I had some doubts when I recorded the first episode where I felt I was sharing a strong opinion, not just some story or something I did or some case study with my client, but something where I felt really strongly, but I knew people might disagree with me. But then I reminded myself of this period over 10 years ago where I never had a doubt about my opinion. Yes, I got some sleepless nights and couldn't eat, but I never had a doubt about my opinion. I could stand in front of the board and put my foot down and share my opinion so strongly. There was, yes, my voice was shaking, but I never had a doubt about my opinion. And when this little shred of doubt comes up today, I remind myself that I am this person that can do this. And I have been looking back at those few episodes where I felt I've shared a little bit stronger opinion than in other episodes. And surprisingly, or actually maybe no surprise at all, these are also some of my most popular podcast episodes. Some of them have also come out as an email. And those are also the emails where I get the most response. So I highly encourage you to listen to the four episodes that I'm going to mention now. Why profit first kills your growth. Why I don't believe in refunds. Why lifetime access is a lie. And last but not least, but the latest episode, 10 common lies about GTPR. The question I have for you, are you speaking your mind even if your voice shakes? I believe entrepreneurs need to speak up more, share their opinion, even if it's scary. It repels the wrong people who were never going to buy from you anyway, and it attracts more of the right people who are looking for a leader, a role model, someone who has the courage to stand up for their values. Ready to create a lifestyle business from your passion? Get free access to the seven stages of a profitable online business by going to signal.com forward slash 192. There you also find the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to The Signal Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe, and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode. <music>